The Slice, a weekly pick-me-up podcast covering everything from work woes to self-care. Brought to you by myself, Tara Starlet, And me, Mega Morass. We bring you bite-sized segments to get you motivated every Monday morning. The Slice podcast is a motivational tool to build your morning routine around, so you can start your day on the right foot and kick ass all week. Good morning and welcome to The Slice. It's series three. We are excited to get cracking. Um, There's a few things to note. We're actually, we're not together today, which is very sad. We are not sitting in Tara's kitchen having a tea. We are actually across the world. No, we're not. We're actually all in London, but we are digitally connected on Zoom. So apologies if the audio uh, quality is slightly different today. Um, We will obviously be returning to physical recording as soon as we can and as soon as it is safe, but today we are digitized. And today we want to say a huge welcome to Bonnie Parsons. Hello, Bonnie. Thanks for joining us. Hello, I'm very excited and thrilled to be here. Woo! Um, Bonnie is here to talk about confidence in your body. And the reason why she is the perfect human to do that is because I call her the queen of confidence. She is the founder and CEO of Seen On Screen, which is not even arguably, it is the best dance classes, learning, It's just the best dance experience you could possibly imagine. I'm obviously a massive advocate, as you can tell. Um, And she has taught women, men, people across the whole of the nation how to use dance to get into their body and feel confident with their body. So today she's going to be sharing her pearls of wisdom with us. I thought I would kick off and just talk very quickly about how confidence in my own body has been such a challenge for me um i don't know if our listeners are aware you probably are because i share way too much but i have a real challenge with um being naked in front of my husband and being sexy and attractive and that um does come down to confidence and confidence in your body and i've had a very tumultuous relationship with my body going through um, a lot of self-loathing, eating disorders, control, you name it. Um, And actually, my wonderful co-host Tara really helped me with this once because I said to her, I want to seduce my husband. I want to make him want me. And she gave me some underwear, made me dress up and told me to dance in front of him. And I was like, what are you on about? This is so embarrassing. I can't do this. And she was right. I put on a great track. I got down and dirty. And you know what? It was amazing. It was a relief to be able to dance and express myself and actually for him to enjoy that as well. So that was a great lesson from Tara, but also a lesson that I needed to get out of my mind and into my head, into my body and think about, not think in fact, just feel a situation. And that is a real lesson that I will be taking to my grave. Hopefully not for a long time, but it is a lesson. Tara, how, how have you um, dealt with confidence in your body? And, you know, how do you bring confidence into your body? 
I'm cracking up over here, but we're having to mute ourselves to uh, maintain the best standards of audio for you guys. <laughs> so you're not going to hear my usual cackle when Megan says something funny. But um, yeah, that was, I'm glad that helped, babe. Happy to help always. Um, yeah, I've had my own challenges with confidence. I've uh, typically, I mean, if you ask anyone who knows me, especially anyone who's grown up with me from very young, they would say that I'm like an exceptionally confident person. And when I was a kid and when I was a teenager, I was um, always that kind of performing person. I was doing panto and drama and dance and all of those things. And I was in a dance company from the age of 13 and I loved, loved, loved to dance. So that's where my... Um, kind of insight that helped uh, Megan on that occasion came from was uh, was was knowing the importance of kind of when you've got these kind of voices in your heads that are self-sabotaging or self-doubting or low self-confidence that those are in your mind and that connecting with your body in a physical way can really be a way of freeing yourself from those kinds of voices um, and for long-time listeners, you'll know that I struggled for a period of six years with um, ME, which left me um, quite disabled for a lot of that time um, and certainly really impacted the relationship that I had with my body and how I was able to be physically because up until that point, I had always been a very fit, very strong, very dynamic person. Um, and that was really robbed from me by this illness. And um, which in turn, you know, really has a, a knock on effect when uh, you don't realize the significance of those physical activities that you were doing and what they how important they can be for maintaining good health and mental health. Um, and I remember someone said to me, they were telling me a story about a, um, some kind of alternative healer that they'd seen about a particular condition and they and this healer said okay and when did you stop dancing or and when did you stop singing and dancing he actually said um, and these things that you know we can think of as maybe being trivial because they're joyful uh, are so 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 important for all aspects of our health and so anyway, the last couple of years, my health, my physical health has, has been really improving. And um, I decided at New Year's that my New Year's resolution was going to be say yes to dance. And um, because I knew that I needed to get, I, I ended up then having a bit of a block, a bit of an emotional block where there was a confidence um, gap there where I knew that I wasn't going to be physically where I was before when I was a very good dancer um, and so then it was overcoming that and and deciding I'm going to dance not to be good but to get the joy from it and um, and I started doing five rhythms classes which um, some people may have seen satirized in a peep show as rainbow rhythms. Um, but, and they're not everyone's cup of tea. I'll tell you that. Um, I also went to a twerk class, which was great fun. Um, and anytime anyone would invite me to something that was dance, I would just say yes. So that was my new year's resolution up until obviously lockdown. 
um, which Bonnie will be able to explain to us how we can keep it going in our lives. Um, but it's, it's been really transformative for me and getting my confidence back in my body. Um, and there was especially one instance, um, which I think is similar to what Megan's talking about, um, where the teacher decided to buddy us up with someone else in the class um, for the purpose that we would watch each other dance. And that's quite an unusual approach with five rhythms. Typically you're kind of going to a meditative state and you're just doing your own thing. You're not really thinking about anyone else. Certainly not thinking about how you look, you're really letting go of that. Um, but this, so this was really, really different. And it was actually a day when I was really, really struggling with some serious anxiety and some serious stuff going on in my life. And I like full on broke down crying and hugged this woman who was my, who was my observer. Um, and the importance of being seen in that way, um, I think is is just so empowering. Um, and it's not being seen as gorgeous. It's not being seen as skilled it's not being seen as sexy it's being just seen for your pure authentic self um and and it's it's just it's just amazing so on that note sorry if i've rambled i'm going to bring bonnie in to talk about um confidence and um the work that she does with getting people dancing and connecting with their bodies and feeling confident hi bonnie hi but I love listening to your stories. It's, oh, good. <laughs> so, uh, I, it's, they're, all, they're familiar stories to me. Uh, I think as women, we're not that dissimilar, as in not just us three, but just women in general. We're not too dissimilar. So they're familiar stories, uh, but it, I just, I'm like you. I, what you were uh, saying, Tara, about getting you well up about dancing, but it's, it's so incredibly powerful. So I, I love hearing about it. So, Bonnie, how, how do you think confidence pays, plays a part in what you do? Do you want to explain how yeah. you use confidence, I suppose, to, to not only grow your business, make money, but also to get you out of bed in the morning? Well, I think it's one of those things where one of the reasons... I um I do think to be honest I think I'm an exceptional teacher like I think I'm in, I'm brilliant at what I do and one of the reasons why I'm so good at what I do is because I understand where my students are coming from I understand how they feel I understand the spectrum of being so nervous about doing a dance class or not being confident enough in yourself so you just don't turn up through to feeling yourself so much you think you're Beyonce and you're like listen please don't stand in front of me because I need my mirror time like I, I understand <laughs> the spectrum and I can relate to it because I've been there every step of the way. Um, confidence to me has been something I've like, it was invisible to begin with and I've kind of like shaken its hand and got to know it. it when I was a dancer, especially confidence in my body and who I was as, as a woman, so confident. Um, like, I think my husband looking at him over there having a type <laughs> has probably benefited from that. But when I met him, I was just invincible when it came to my confidence as a woman. I was like, I'm a dancer. I know my body inside out. I know exactly what to do with it. And it gives you a formidable confidence as a woman. 
Um, do, you, do you think that dance was the reason you had that confidence? Yes. Absolutely. I would agree as well. I think that the confidence that people certainly saw in me when I was younger, which my illness really knocked out of me to a certain degree, mm. but certainly the old me was definitely from dance because you you have to go out and perform in front of an audience yeah. you know if you're a dancer like there's no you don't like you don't shuffle to the back of the stage you don't play small you don't um you know let someone else have their moment if you're in a chorus yeah. line like you've got to deliver 110 percent, and and you've got to know that you look brilliant doing it it's i think also you're a master of your body you know every muscle yeah you're it's it's not it's who you are and you and I you think know, you respect yourself in a different way because it's not about beauty or you know it's it's like you respect your limbs and your body as like like paint you know that you you like you say you you have a master uh masterfulness over if that's, if that's the word yeah but you can conduct it and create something out of it and that it's um it's beyond what what society's understanding of a woman's body is. Yeah, and I think also as a dancer, I know for me personally, I was taught to take up space. So in a traditional dance environment, I wasn't so much. It was more about uh, when you're learning traditional dance, so technique, jazz, ballet, it's about fitting in. It's about being part of a chorus line in a Western musical um uniformity and perfection then when i was training as a hip-hop dancer um as a backing dancer i actually we got my friend um i will talk about this because i'm so excited about it but my friend randall dances for j-lo and he's teaching for sos tomorrow and i'm so excited about it and we were and he's in la right now one of the, this is one of the great things about COVID. Randall can stream in from LA and be part of our timetable. And I'm like, why have we never done this? But anyway, Randall and I trained in a company called Dance to Excess. Uh, and I've known Randall, so like that 14 years ago. And he sent me an old video of me as a, like a 19 year old. And the whole, these are like the best dancers in, in London, the coolest of the coolest people. Like, it's like, I am not worthy to be around you. And all these people are sitting down. You've got the director of the company, classic, lying there, like um, giving his feedback. And we had to strut in pairs straight down the room, pose, and then straight back in front of all, our, all of our peers and then to be critiqued based on, because that's how you can book a job. Your walk will book you. Your walk will pay your rent as a dancer. So um, we strut down. And he gives the feedback. And that was, that's my training. It's not just an audience. It's an audience of your peers. Like there's nothing scarier than your peers, the people whose opinion that you really respect and look up to. So in that environment, I'm taught to be seen. I'm taught how to project myself. So it's my job to make sure that you don't look at anyone else because it, that is life or death to me. That's whether I'm going to be able to make money or not. So to have that level of unapologetic confidence of physically and then how that translate, translates to you as a woman when it comes to relationships is, is really, really powerful. And because I've, I've always, not always, but since the age of, let's say, 
18, 19, I've had that. That's one of the reasons why I feel very passionate about Scene on Screen or School of SOS, whether you're in London or nationally, um, to be able to give that to other women. I, I can't imagine not having that. And then I've been able to, I think my journey has been about finding that level of confidence in my business work, life um, and being able to take that unapologetic confidence of saying this is exactly who I am and I'm shit hot at what I do. Being able to take that from my dance world into my business life has been my personal journey. Which Amazing. may I add, you are doing very well, Anne. Just before we move on to the next section, can you give us a few star-studded names that you may have danced with in your time, Bonnie, just so that we know, because we're very yeah. interested. Uh, so I have personally um, danced for Kelly Rowland and Florence and the Machine, and I did all the X Factor shows when X Factor was good and people watched it. Um, and the Sugar Babes classic um back in the day <laughs> i'm making um, loads of amazing faces because i'm like oh my god yeah. that's so good um the mobo awards through variety shows um sony playstation and in, in a dance game step up the dvd like the dance dvd to the movie shut up i'm the biggest step up fan <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I'm called Missy in it. I found the trailer the other day and they were like, dance with Missy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you need to send that to us. I'm interested. I will, I will, yeah. <laughs> that is phenomenal. So our next section is um, all about morning motivation. So this is our chance to grill you on what you do to get motivated, stay motivated in the morning. You're obviously a total powerhouse. I'm sure there's lots of um, insights that our listeners will find really helpful. I don't know. Well, let me be frank with y'all. I am not a morning person. So one person I'm obsessed with is Elizabeth I. And she has this brilliant quote of, I am no morning woman. So she would uh, not conduct any Privy Council meetings. She'd do no business before 12 p.m. And honestly, if I was queen, that's what I would do. Because I, like, <laughs> like we were saying before we started recording, you know, these people that wake up at 4.30, like power to you, but it's just not on my to-do list to get up that early. I'm um, naturally, my mom's the same. I'm a night person. I'm a night owl. Um, I wrote my marketing strategy for Q419 at 4am. I probably shouldn't admit that. But yeah, Megan, I was like, my brain... And that like, was still up at 4am, not got up at 4am. <laughs> still up, still up at 4am. Uh, sometimes my brain will switch on at 10am, uh, sorry, 10pm and it'll go ding and the ideas will just go bing, 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 bing and I'll be like, no, I'm going to try and be a normal person and I'm going to try and go to sleep and go to bed. And in that situation, I was like, I've got a choice. I could either roll around here with all these ideas going on or I could just get out of bed and get this done from midnight to 4am and I just did it so I think um, that is that is to be praised like you, well, when it's good you've just got to go with it and I am yeah. fully behind that when you if you were queen which in my <laughs> eyes sometimes I think you are yeah what do you do at 12 do you have a coffee do you in like oh well I don't know what do you do routine. uh I'll tell you what happens in my morning routine um <laughs> 
so so Jonathan my husband gets up before me so he gets up his morning routine is make Bonnie a coffee <laughs> so I'm woken up by my husband who brings me a coffee um dream so yeah which is really nice and then I kind of check in on what's going on and I get up and I do my thing I love listening to a podcast in the morning that's inspiring I'm not someone that has this like work-life balance where I, I get up I have my personal time then I work and I have my meetings da, 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 da. then I switch off at 6 p.m and then I do a yoga class it's way too structured for me and I think as I'm getting older I'm realizing like just work with yourself just work with yourself not against yourself and I can't stop thinking about my business. It's an extension of who I am. It's my business is me like from living from the outside, wait, inside out. Like my heart is in my business. So it's not, I don't just switch off from it and I don't want to switch off from it. I'll work on it on Sunday, Saturday. I'll work on it on a Friday night if I need to. I don't have that uh, nine to five mentality. I think it comes from being a dancer as well. Like your work is your passion. And that's never stopped. So I just get on with it. And my morning, I have coffee. I listen to a podcast. I, right now, I throw on my comfiest outfit. And then I just get to it. I think you are an advocate of a slow morning, Bonnie. You just hadn't categorized it yet. And oh, you know yes. what? Here <laughs> at The Slice, we are an advocate of a slow morning too. We're, We're big bloody- fans. Big fans, big fans. My okay. mornings are three-hour mornings, so don't you? Yeah, but you. I mean, it. I know that you have. An office. I mean, you have. It's a bit different. I think with SOS, you know, we all work from home, so COVID hasn't made a big deal. Like, it's not a big deal for us. We've always worked like this. Um, mm. I think if when we get an office and I have that kind of HQ, maybe it'll. I'll be. I'll. I need to be more structured. I don't know. You know what? I just love what you said there in terms of work with yourself. And that's something that honestly, I think is really, really relevant to working with your body and finding confidence in your body because you can't change your body. You can't add an extra foot onto it. Obviously, it's a little bit referring to me. You can't um, just chop your belly off or, well, you can, but it costs loads and it takes ages. And also, we are definitely not advising that. Um, But you've just got to work with what you've got. And you've got to love it. And do you know what? I love that I find it difficult getting up in the morning. I I really ease into the day now. Whereas before, I used to feel like, oh, my fucking God, get up. Ah!" And actually, what's the point? Like, that's not the vibe. Just work with it. Um, And you have a much better day as a result, I think. Um, I haven't scientifically proven that, but I'm feeling that could be a theme. Right. Okay, that is amazing. I love that. Okay, so obviously we've established you're not a morning human, which is great. Um, but you also, you, I, I know we're on a Zoom call, so it's like difficult to really um, communicate this, but I see you a lot off Zoom. And something you do is you really exude confidence. And when you were talking about that strut in that situation, that's kind of how I see you walk every day. Like, and I feel like you bring that confidence to everything you do. And also there's a bit of a like fuck it attitude, which I love about you, which is fuck it, let's see if it works. And that is only really kind of 
that's only ever there in people when they've got confidence in their self. So have you got any kind of positive routines that you use to build that confidence if, if it's not there? Or have you ever gone into a, a class for seen on screen and just not been in the mood? And how oh, have yeah. you turned that round? Like, how do you get yourself back as queen of confidence? Well, there's a few different strategies. This is something I teach our instructors when they do the SOS instructor training course. Um, I believe when you're put in those situations, so say I'm put in a situation where I'm in a fight or flight, I'm in front of 35 people and they're all staring at me being like, what's she going to give us today? And I'm like, I just want to have a cup of tea and go home and have a hug. Um, you know, when you're in those situations, I, I mean, like I said, it, one, it helps that you love what you do. Um, but my default is excellence because that's what I'm trained to do, which comes from being a dancer. I'm never, so when I train my instructors, I'm like, there's no point in saying, oh, well, I'll just go half-hearted now. And then when the music comes on, then I'll go full out or, you know, late you know maybe in a bit then I'll then I'll really push myself it doesn't work like that like confidence is a muscle memory like anything else it's a muscle that you build and uh if you go well I'll be confident some of the time but like tomorrow I'll be more confident it's never going to work so it's it's just a case of asking like it doesn't matter what time you get up it, what matters is the time that you're awake you ask excellence of yourself um that in my opinion and that's where the hard work comes in. And that to me is the power of working hard. If I can see a gap between uh, where I'm currently at and excellent, then I'll put in the work to get to excellent. Uh, and that's my default. And that's what I expect of myself. And that's what I expect of the people that carry my brand on their t-shirt. Um, so that helps because I know that even if I'm not feeling it, I know I'll deliver because it's what I do. It's what I'm trained to do. It's what I practice. So that's, a, but also I really think confidence is a choice. Like for me, I don't need that much confidence to go. I mean, no, let me tell you, I'll, I'll tell you an example actually. So we were doing a brand partnership with a really big makeup company and I had two like, ridiculously incredible experienced seasoned dancers assisting me. And one of which was also dancing for JLo at the, uh, the Super Bowl. And he was one of the ones carrying her. So I had him next to me and I had these two incredible dancers and I was like, you better not fuck this one up. Like I had a room full of top tier beauty influencers, these incredible dancers. And it's that, they're, they're the situations where you need to deliver. And I was like, every, everything in me saying, run, run out the door. <laughs> like, don't, don't do it. And you just have to like literally make your feet move towards the door, turn the music on and go, hi everyone. Uh, I don't feel necessarily, what I'm confident in that moment is my ability to deliver because it's what I'm trained to do. Like it's the hard work and the practice and the rehearsal that gives me the confidence to lean on myself. Um, that's where I get it from but it's really a choice like when I go into board meetings I'm nervous to be honest because I, I it's in that new zone for me business even I I mean I've actually been a businesswoman for longer than I was a dancer but um they're the moments I need to draw on my confidence but I'm like well just do it you just gotta do it and trust yourself and I don't know if there's I'm, you just I'm a massive I'm a massive believer of act as if 
So what you're talking about is, I totally agree with all of it. And what you just mentioned there in terms of going into a new environment, you know, so I think every environment is always going to change. You know, the environment is sometimes and quite often now, for example, completely out of control. But the one thing that you can rely on is your own ability. And that's where you have to find confidence. And, you know, if you don't have confidence in your current ability, then go and learn and prepare and upskill yourself and think and give yourself time. You know, something I always say to my team is prior preparation, prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. And that's, I do this confidence workshop at work. And it always comes back to that. You know, if you're going into a situation where you haven't done it before, just act as though you have and prepare for it. So like you sound like you have, and then that's it. You look, will have done it and you will build your confidence. The more your gut, your stomach, exactly what you're talking about, says to you, oh my God, I want to run away. Or it feels uneasy and you're like, ah, you need to push into that. You need to push into that because the more you push into that, the more confidence you will get. Um, Okay, cool. So if you were thinking about your positive routines, it's really preparation, isn't it? And also something that you mentioned just there, which was really interesting is, you know, just physically pushing yourself forward so you can't turn around, as in pressing yes on the music. Or, you know, if you get asked to do something and you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to do that, just writing a response saying, yep, and then you have to do it. It's almost like, someone's pushing you into a situation without you actively saying yes to it yeah and I think people maybe misunderstand that I you know if they you know when people say oh you're so fearless people tell me I'm fearless and I'm like girl I am not fearless I am brave and then I, to me there's a really big difference like being fearless being naive and not knowing that you have anything to be afraid of when I start the business I was fearless because I didn't realize what I had to fear like I just I was like hey hey accountant can you incorporate a business for me thanks bye you know like <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing that is so different to knowing exactly what I'm doing knowing exactly what I'm getting myself into and saying yes anyway um, feel the fear and do it anyway feel the fear and do it anyway and it takes a lot of bravery and this people is don't also my favorite that. thing to teach to little children um i like i i remember clearly this little boy in the park being really scared of a dog and everyone kept saying to him don't be scared don't be scared and i went over to him and i went wow you are so brave and he looked at me so confused and i was like you're so brave you're really scared of that dog and he's right there and you're still here and, and he was like, huh? and I said, yeah, that's what being brave is. It's being scared and still coping. If you're not scared of anything, then you don't have to be brave. And his little brain was like, mind blown. And, and it's just my favorite thing to teach kids because you see them be, really be able to process it. And it's clearly something that they misunderstand at that age. Um, and it can be really, really empowering for them to kind of like, help them get over their fears I feel like it's maybe misunderstood by many ages the difference between bravery and being fearless I feel like something like fearlessness is quite certainly in the businesses environments that I've been in 
it's quite a patriarchal attribute like it's quite lauded over oh he's fearless he'll do anything yeah because it's suppressing emotion yeah and actually feeling fear is something that I really enjoy because I know that I'm challenging myself and I've taught myself how to really appreciate that moment of like yeah this is pushing me forward Woohoo! let's level in it yeah um and that's that's a really good thing okay sorry waffling again let's move on to our episode focus section which um of course we've already discussed in great detail but um what i'd love to hear from you bonnie is um so we've discussed a lot about your personal confidence and and um how you handle your days and your business and everything like that um and each of our personal stories as well but i think it it's probably fair to say that we are three examples of very confident women. Um, so what do you think we could um, give as kind of tips or advice for um, people who really struggle with their confidence? And especially I'd love to know like what you would say if there's anyone listening who really doesn't have the confidence to come to a dance class. Well, I think there's a couple of things. One, yeah, I mean, I would definitely count myself as a confident, strong woman, uh, or at least that's how I'm perceived. But then I don't want people to misunderstand. I have crippling self-doubt, crippling self-doubt, which is where the bravery comes in because Mm. I go, well, the only thing that's in the way between me and my goal is my self-doubt. And as painful as it's going to be, to get a tractor and drive straight over it, I'm going to do it because my goal is what's more important. So I don't want people to misunderstand. Yeah, I'm confident and I, I use confidence like a tool. Get out my toolbox, put it on. I know the manual. I know how it works. I can press that button and that button. But um, it's, it's a practice and a choice. It's not something that I just have. And then it's also not something that once I've got confidence, now I've got it, I'm good. You can get confidence and you can lose it. Like what happened, what you were saying, you know, something completely out of your control with Emmy came along and that can really impact your confidence. And then you have to find a new confidence for yourself. So it's a, I don't want people to misunderstand that it's like, ta-da, I got confidence off the shelf. Now I own it and I'm a special person. The confidence, it can be learned, it can be unlearned. Or that it's come without a lot of work. Like it's not something that you're just born with. And I think sometimes, especially with the differentiation between like introvert and extrovert personalities, which I don't know the science, but maybe are arguably more innate. um, Very often they're both expressions of different ways of expressing a lack of confidence so um sometimes like an extrovert personality can be misinterpreted as being confident because they're loud right. but that that can sometimes be some kind of overcompensation or a coping mechanism when they feel low confidence yeah so um yeah that like the authentic confidence like you're talking about is learned and uh, that's such a great way to put it like that it's a tool in your toolbox and just like you know tools you have to hone them and you have to um, take good care of them make sure that they're in good performing order so that when you need to call upon them they're going to do the job effectively yeah Um, and then I suppose in terms of tips like that very tangible example of someone that is too nervous to do a dance class I kind of think well on on that note 
I think people are so much more bothered about themselves than they are about you. Like people are, I always tell people, you know how like worried you are about what people are going to think of you and you know how you think the whole room is going to look and laugh at you because you haven't got the move right? Every single person in this room is as self-absorbed as you are and they are not worried about you. And if they are, and if anyone, anyone ever, ever, ever pointed a finger and laughed, they would be marched out of the room. It's never happened, but if ever they did, it's just absolutely inexcusable. But like I said, it's never happened. So I I normally say that to people. I'm like, people just aren't that bothered about you, to be honest. Like, just go in there and just like stroke your stuff. And then, like, I think if we think about confidence as building a muscle, like don't try and lift the heaviest weight in the room first. You know, like just go to class. Like when I, I'll tell you a story really quick. I moved to New York when I was 19. And I did it on my own and I was really, really scared. And I didn't say to myself, right, you're going to move to New York and live there for three months on your own. I just said, just get on the plane. I'm just getting on the plane. I don't need to think about where it's going. I'm just going to get on the plane. Then I was like, just get off the plane and get in a taxi. Get out the taxi, go to your flat. One step at a time, just walk in the studio. Just stand in the studio. The music's going to come on. You know, I think just, just take it one step at a time and just be kind to yourself and know that and find that again that's where the kind of power of community comes in because at SOS we're so about women supporting women partly for this reason if in it I really believe it comes from the top as well so know that if it is SOS that you want to come to and you're nervous or you know you're worried that you can't do it you have a safety net of women who have got your back uh that is so important I love that advice. That is so good. You're such a babe. Love you. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much. We've got our last segment now. So, motivational mantra. I hear on the grapevine there's something, might be a a phrase that you have used throughout your challenging rise to the top. Would you mind sharing with us? Well, my best friend and I, like so many people, are obsessed with Beyonce. And Beyonce's alter ego is called Sasha Fierce. I feel like she's evolved where she's just Beyonce now. But anyway, in around 2007, she was Sasha Fierce. And um, so my best friend and I say, if in doubt, get Sasha out. And it's just such a good uh, saying. You know, if you need to back on the confidence advice, I know sometimes I can look in in the mirror and you know if you're doing a dance routine or you're doing a business pitch you can look in the mirror and go this isn't me this is not who I am like I wish it was me but it's not this I'm you know whatever it is that you're telling about yourself you can say well it's it's not me but it's Sasha Sasha would do it you know so then by putting that character like when I say when people are dancing I'm like guys don't dance like you're being hired to be a dancer dance like you're being hired to be an actress or an actor and dance like you're you know acting Beyonce that that is what I do so uh if in doubt get Sasha out if I've ever I'm in those situations where I'm like shit like get Sasha out put my shoulders and I I literally change my body language so um I'll power pose in the toilet if I need to or um, roll my shoulders back, stand up tall, chin slightly up, be aware of my arms and so I'm not doing this. Hi. Uh, you can't see me guys, but like 
when you put your shoulders forward and you try and almost like hide yourself. Uh, yeah. So my body language will change and I'll just be like, let's, let's fucking do this. It is amazing. I'm going to use that. So it's, it's already times. your, um, it's your act as if message really, yeah. Morgan, isn't it? Just with like a, a catchphrase. Yeah. Mate, I'm after this after this episode. I'm going, and actually, I would encourage everyone at home to do this too. Go and write down what your alter ego is. Think about the person you want to be. Think about that Sasha person. Name them, and then take that phrase from Bonnie here. If in doubt, get whoever it is out, and rely on that. That's your tool. That's your that's the ability for you to open the toolbox and pull out confidence. That's the persona of confidence that you'll be able to bring to your next challenge. And like um, Bonnie said, it becomes muscle memory. So if that's your starting point, um, if you don't feel like me, Tara, I can do it. So I'm going to create an alter ego. Let's call her Blaze. <laughs> because I got red hair um and then so if in doubt get blaze out and then before you know it you'll kind of morph into one person because it will become um second nature and muscle memory and you and and yeah you'll start you'll start seeing more blaze go into Tara that is what's happened with Beyonce I genuinely believe that's what's happened with Beyonce and she named it you know her older ego Sasha Fierce and now Sasha Pierce is Beyonce. Like, I'm, I'm there with her. Oh, my God. Okay, so to wrap up, Bonnie, can you tell everyone that's listening, how on earth can they join SOS? What if they want to be a boss? What if they want to be a queen? How can they do it? Where do they go? What, what does it entail? Well, the first thing you need to do is go to our Instagram at School of SOS. Uh, we live on Instagram. Our lives are on Instagram. So go to at School of, school of SOS. Uh, and just have a look around like have a look at the community everyone's on there everyone's commenting on pictures and most importantly everyone is supporting each other on there have a look at our bosses profiles because it is just a big hub of warmth and love and I couldn't be prouder of, of that side of it we run daily Instagram live classes uh, which are perfect for beginners they're brilliant tasters Again, the community aspect is so lovely because everyone's commenting and being like, yes, to myself, you know, um, supporting each other. And it's fun. Just remember you're there to have fun. And the confidence part of it is we don't say to you, okay, be confident now or be confident now. This is your moment to be confident. We just say, just have fun and be yourself and don't take it too seriously. Just whip your hair, girl, and whip it like you're getting paid 60 million to do it. It, the confidence happens as a byproduct of just living your best life that's all you're there to do I think there's one really common misunderstanding around confidence and lack of confidence that um that uh some people who lack confidence look at confident people and would think that they have some sense of caring what other people think to the point like um you know they they are love the attention or their attention seekers or they are um um you know love show themselves off. think everyone loves them show offs etc um and actually it's the complete reverse 
the people who are lacking confidence are thinking too much about what other people think about them they're worried about what other people think about them and the people who have the confidence are just doing their thing they're just worried about themselves and they you know people can take it or leave it love it or hate it whatever it doesn't matter and that is really what the truth confidence is and I think that's a good that's a big kind of like myth buster when it comes to the topic of confidence yes definitely too fabulous to care <laughs> too fa that is such a good way to end I love that um well that does bring us to the end of this episode of the slice we hope you've enjoyed it Bonnie ha has been amazing to have you here um thank you so much for sharing um you are just great we love you very much thank you thank you yes, thank you bonnie i can't wait to come to a class irl after all this but definitely yeah, we'll be checking them out come and join us on instagram yeah just come definitely. and like go instagram live 6 30 click through and then you're there can't wait it's amazing i cannot advise it more guys my kitchen has turned into an absolute hub of dance greatness and i advise <laughs> you to all do it too Anyway, um, go and enjoy the rest of your day. And guys, remember, confidence is just one step away. So go get it. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Slice. A new episode drops every Monday at 6am. Whether you're dealing with a wellbeing challenge or need some inspiration at work, The Slice is here to get you motivated and ready to step into your power. We are on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search The Slice Podcast. I've been Tara Starlet, your resident wellness warrior, community marketing expert and growth guru. You can follow me at Tara Starlet. And I've been Megan Morass your resident motivational mentor, business owner and power pep talker. Follow me at Megan Morass. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week for the next slice.